following program is pre-recorded. Here in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. But June, misconceptions abound on the topic of suicide. And uh, there are many common myths about suicidal behavior, uh, why it happens and, and when it happens and who is at risk and even what can be done about it to, uh, mm-hmm. to prevent it. Well, there are also these misconceptions about suicide and faith, uh, people of faith. And so we obviously need discernment to determine facts from myths, truth from falsehood, so we can uh, understand and respond to uh, suicidal behavior when we become aware of it. So you have written in your keys uh, on suicide prevention, 12 common misconceptions about suicide. And I wonder if we can mm-hmm. kind of work through some of those. And sure. uh, so the first one is that people who talk about suicide won't really do it. Uh, that's absolutely not correct. Um, in fact, it's been estimated that 80% of people who do die by suicide, they gave clues or warnings. They've said something to family or friends. Um, Therefore, we must take any threat of suicide seriously. In other words, someone who talks about suicide gives others the opportunity to actually intervene if possible. Okay. All right. And uh, there's a misconception that you should never talk about suicide with depressed people because they they could get ideas. Well, um, years ago, I learned that talking about suicide doesn't create suicidal thoughts. For a struggler, having someone to talk to or talk with uh, can be a powerful intervention. Uh, It's a, a preventative And so asking direct questions and discussing, uh, in fact, one of the things you want to ask is, do you have a plan Hmm. to see if there is something that's much more concrete than just something um, very general? Uh, But asking these direct questions uh, and giving them an opportunity to talk, um, meaning to discuss how they're feeling and, and why they're thinking as they are, that's one of the most helpful things you can do to prevent suicide. Hmm. Well, here's another one, that everyone who dies by suicide is mentally ill. No. Um, You know, there's there's situational um, depression, and there is chemical depression. Um, Both can lead to suicide. Uh, now, roughly 90% who die by suicide are afflicted with some diagnosable uh, psychiatric disorder. However, suicide can occur for reasons unrelated to mental illness. In other words, external factors. It could be the loss of a loved one uh, or a job, job loss. Uh, divorce or or just certain physical factors such as chronic illness or or all those different types of things can increase the the risk of suicidal behavior. Okay. And 
Another one is that um, people who, or you might say everyone, that's this is the misconception again, people uh, who are depressed are automatically suicidal. No, no that, that absolutely is not true. Uh, people can be depressed without having suicidal thoughts. Their hearts are pressed down due to all kinds of different issues. And having depression does not automatically mean someone is suicidal, yet people who are depressed are at a higher risk of suicide. Okay. Now, this one's interesting because I always thought this, uh, that that uh, more suicides occur during the winter holidays. Uh, I hate to say it, but I even taught that because that's what I was told and I had read. Uh, this is not true. Um, in other words, I would say, uh, especially from Thanksgiving to the end of the year, um, be aware. There's, but it, I, I, I just want to say I was stunned when I later learned uh, the statistics are different. Specifically, um, suicide rates peak in the spring and then in the summer the rates are much lower in the winter months. Yeah, that's incredible. It's, I think it's because it, it seems maybe when it does happen in the winter, it's so much more tragic and memorable. Therefore, I don't know what the reason is that that's a, such a longstanding myth. Yes. But uh, So another uh, misconception is that suicide only affects specific groups of people. Well... While demographics show higher rates of suicide, um, they're uh, among the the the, cat, the category of of the democrat d demographics, uh, people of all backgrounds, ages, uh, ethnic groups, uh, socioeconomic levels. They they're those that attempt or die by suicide each year. I think we can talk about one more, that most suicides happen suddenly without warning. Well, the majority of those who die have given some hint, some warning, some clue, mm -hmm. and that's why it's vital to know the warning signs. And we, we have some great material that helps with that. Uh, and always take any suicidal threat or statements or, or behaviors The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? 
Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, there are over 100 of what we call Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics and uh, sure to be something that you might be dealing with. Just talk to our customer support team about uh, your struggle and they will be happy to recommend some of our resources to you. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Our keys for living on uh, suicide prevention, as June was sharing some of those uh, common misconceptions about that topic, uh, the keys for living called Hope When Life Seems Hopeless. And again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we welcome a caller listening on KATB in Alaska. This evening we have Yuki. Well, welcome to Hope, Yuki. How can we help you? my call. I've listened to your show for years, and I never thought I'd ever be on. Mm. I'm glad you called. What what is happening right now in your life? Um, Well, um, it's been a few weeks since um, my dear wife, best friend, and soulmate has taken her own life, and I've been struggling each day trying to make sense of things and trying to find some hope and answers. And I've been carrying a lot of guilt over what happened. You said this has only been a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm so sorry for your loss. How long were you married? We first met back in 2006, and we've been married since 2017. Mm. When... uh, you, when we you said you for years before we got married, but we wanted to finally do right by God, and we got married. Mm-hmm. Well, that must have been a a blessing. Um, did um, what, what was her spiritual journey? What was her spiritual relationship with God? She was a believer. Um, more specifically, she was a stubborn believer who always wanted to 
believe the best in people and always have faith and hope in God. And she wanted me to believe too. Has that been difficult for you? I, um, I believe there is a God, but sometimes I don't know if he hears me or I ask him for signs and I've been, I've been praying every night most of my life and it just feels like it's hard to hear him and get out the signs and we live in a fallen world and I'm yes. reminded each day of the evil that rules this world and I've been seeking God in my own ways and I find that hard to hear from him, to reach him. Well, I can remember when I was not a Christian and I had many questions and I can assure you the Bible says, and this is important, if you seek me, you will find me when you seek for me with all your heart. I will be found by you. It's very... Uh, significant passage uh, in um, Ezekiel 36 20, uh, well I'm going to give that to you later because I want want to help you focus on, on a few things do you know why she had lost the will to live I I've known she's always on struggled from depression, but she struggled to talk to it about it with her immediate family, but she would talk to me about it every week, her regrets, and we both come from a pretty broken home, um, mentally, sometimes physically abused. Um, she, was, uh, she, was, she was raped as a child by um, hmm. someone who was a member of her family, and, yes. and she was an abusive stepfather, and a biological father that walked out on her for many years. And yes, she struggled from depression, but a certain event happened that night that finally pushed over the edge, and I've been blaming myself for it ever since. Oh, what happened that night? Uh, Alas, we, we lived all over the place. I'm originally from California. She's from North Carolina. We've been nomads most of the time we've been together, moving from place to place. And we finally made a dream to come up here to Alaska together and make a life. You know, uh, we're so far away from everyone. Everything's so expensive up here. And we were uh, saving up money for a few years to try and put a down payment on that house. And for a while, we were doing good. And that night I asked her, um, how much we have saved up, and she climbed up and said um, that she had spent most of it, that, that it was down to a grand. And then I flipped out and I told her, how could you let that get low? How could you tell me this late? I trusted you. How could you do this? I, I don't know if I can mm. trust you anymore. And then I stormed out. I, I stormed out. And then uh, I kept calling her because I was worried about her and then she wouldn't pick up and I 
came back within the hour, and I, I found her in my living room. Mm. Wow. Mm. I'm, that, that touches my heart deeply, and uh, I, I understand um, not only your great loss, but, um, you know, there's the truth that all of us have said things we wish we could have, what I call the giant eraser. Um, and erase things we've said, things we've done. We're not given that on a personal level. Uh, we can't change what is history, that which has already taken place. But I'm going to be very... Um, I, I hurt for you right now. I'm literally hurting for you. Um, and when, when you've lost loved ones, you wish you could do anything sometimes to bring them back, and, and, and you would do that. But um, I can tell you this. This is the reason why Jesus literally came to earth. Jesus is God. And there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And Yuki, as, as you've described yourself, um, you, know, you're, you, you said you pray almost every night. It, but, you know, it, clearly it sounds like your wife... Um, was a believer now, and you you did say um, that you believe there is a God, but it's not just any God. There are a lot of people who believe in some God, the God of the Bible. Um, yes. The whole point of Jesus coming to Earth was to die on the cross, and he knew what he was doing. He, he, he was not a victim. He came to earth knowing that he would die on the cross for our sins, our choices that, that were wrong. And the Bible does say, all we like sheep, every person on earth, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned our own way. And that's the point. We, at times, have acted independently of what God would want us to do. I, um, and what that means is when he shed his blood on the cross, um, the Bible actually says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him. Now, believe does not mean just mental assent. It means to rely upon, to entrust your life. You, you entrust yourself to the Lord where he is in charge and he'll orchestrate our lives. What I'm saying is, yes, you are feeling guilt. All of us have done specific actions and even had attitudes that 
were wrong. And so you're not unique to that. But right now, I know you're hurting. And I'm just wondering, um, is it possible that based on what has occurred, the greatest joy that you could have would be to do something in honor of her. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying if you are led by God to do this, to literally yield your will to the will of God. And what that means is you acknowledge that you've chosen wrong. But you, I, you told me that you know what you did, and so it's not like you're hiding. You're not trying to pretend to be something you're not. But yes. I, 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 I'm, but I, I want you to know the forgiveness of God will literally be applied to you, and it, it's like this. I, I, I had hatred. I had, you know, for my father and all that. And and I just, I didn't think that that was wrong because I hated what he was doing to my mother and all that. But the reason I'm bringing this up is I later realized that I had unforgiveness, I had uh, bitterness, and I needed to change. Now, I didn't know how to change me, but I d did humble my heart and receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Lord means master, ruler, owner. And Yuki, I uh, remember thinking, I don't even know if this will work. But I heard, I'd seen people, I was very impressed with the number of people who said that they had given their lives to Christ. And I prayed, uh, not a fancy prayer, I, but I received Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. And what he guarantees us is when our hearts are right by doing this, he literally forgives all of our sin. The past sin, if there's present sin and future. And this is his joy to, for, to forgive us. Because you've got a heavy, heavy weight on on your whole soul, on your soul. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. 
Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources, and their number again, 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about a situation that's going on in your life, and you'd like some insight on that, you'd like some biblical perspective on that uh, situation, just call us, and we'll hope to have you on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. That's 800-NIGHT-17. The number is 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you soon. And uh, we have, by the way, availability even in the next few days on the program. So we'd like to invite you to do that. The number again, 800 Night 17, 800-644-4817. Let's get back to tonight's conversation now with Yuki. Well, my friend, um, I know that you are swimming emotionally, meaning all kinds of thoughts and challenges. Um, would t- Tell me about her. I would love to hear, because obviously you... Uh, must have loved her dearly the way you're talking um what was she like ali was a very loving person she always believed the best in people and she most of all she always wanted to hold on to hope no matter how hopeless things seemed and she was a fighter she was always the one that fought for light, no matter how dark it got. And not only she fought for it, she wanted to always share that with others around her, whether it was me, her family mm-hmm. members, her co-workers. And there were times, you know, I, I, I was always the more skeptical one. And there were times I always tell her, why do you do this? We live in a fallen world full of screwed up people. Why, 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 why do you do this? You're, you're fighting a losing battle, you know? And then she always told me, you're probably right, but someone has to do it. That's the kind of person she was. Hmm. So she always wanted to see the best in others. And it's like she would present hope to others. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. And so... What what would you say you loved the most about her? 
that she won't love someone. No matter how broken mm. I was, and no matter how poor I was, there were times I would tell her, you know, the door swings both ways. You can go find yourself a, a much better, well-off man, drive better car, make more money, you know, bring you more happiness. And she's always said none of that mattered to her because I'm the one she loved. And truth is you know the real wife i mean you you knew her intimately and where she is right now as a believer um she is in the presence of god and she's a, it's vital that you hear the truth. Um, the, the truth is, the Bible says, when we are absent from the body, which he is now, this is for Christians, these are for authentic believers, absent from the body, present with the Lord. There's not a, there's not a waiting period. <clears throat> the Bible does not teach some purgatory experience um, and I want you to know that she is loved dearly and when we are face to face with Christ our Savior um, in heaven there is not there are not tears in fact there's a precious description of what it's like for those who are truly in the faith. And I hear that you're, you're saying, I hope she, it's like you want her, what, what would your desire be for her right now? I just want to know that she's okay, that she's happy, and that she's in a place free of pain and full of happiness and, and that our love can continue. Okay. I'm going to read... Yes. I've been praying every night. Well, I'm going to read to you what we as believers have to look forward to. Um, the Bible says in Revelation... 21, um, and this will be the ultimate, that he, listen to this, this is beginning in verse 4, he will wipe away, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. And 
this is important because this is God's design for everyone, every person on earth. We have a choice. In fact, the Bible even says he, his desire is that none should perish, but all come to repentance. Now, repentance is um, a word that is significant because uh, I like to think of it this way. I've said it on this program several times. When a person repents, th think about if ever you have accidentally found yourself driving a car and all of a sudden you're on the wrong you're going the wrong way on a one-way street. <laughs> Have you ever had that happen to you? Mom, I, I, I've done that accidentally, yes. Yeah, and, and it is an accident. And as soon as we realize it, if we have half a brain, we uh, try to quickly turn, stop, turn, do anything to literally avoid a head-on collision. Um, now, repentance means a change of mind. It's like I'm, I'm going the wrong way with a change of direction, and it's a turning. And all of us have a need to do that because, see, we can live self-willed. We can live not God-willed, not doing what God wants us to do, but it's I'm going to be my own God or I'm going to be my own decision maker without yielding my will to the will of, of the God who created you and me. And so she, as a believer, um, I'm, I'm hearing you say that she has she entrusted her life to Christ. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, my friend, um, you don't have to worry about her because it is so wonderful what God has prepared for all of us. It's just... All will not choose to yield their will to his will. She has. But um, I, I just want to, you to think about what is it that the Lord wants for you, for you, Yuki. Um, and, um, you know, the the Bible says in Second Peter 3, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. Um, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In other words, to turn instead of I'm going to live my life my way. I yield my will to your will. Um, I'm asking Jesus to come into my life to be my personal Lord and Savior. And the reason it's... So that would be God's desire for you. 
I, it sounds to me like that would be your wife's desire for you. But it's got to be a personal decision that you would make and not based on emotion. It's, it's not, um, it, it's because you're, it's like I am going to choose to yield my life to Jesus Christ because I want to be in the will of God. And it's not that this takes away all your pain, but I can promise you what it does. It does allow for total forgiveness for you. Is that making sense to you? Well, I, I, I want you to decide, God, are you leading me to literally receive you now as, as my personal Lord and Savior? Um, and by the way, there are many times through tragedy that people come to Christ. And this is not unusual, but um, it can be, if, if it is God's will for you at this time, um, I do, but please hear, I do not want to put any pressure on you. It, it, it's it's got to be an act of the will. It's not based on... on um, Oh, well, then maybe, maybe my wife would forgive me or what. It's not that. It is literally, if this is what the Lord wants you to do at this time, what you're doing. See, he knows all about you. He knows even not just the past, not the present. He does know that. But he also knows the future, and I'm going to give you a scripture that's very important. This is the Lord speaking. It's really the Lord Jesus Christ, um, who, who is God. There's God the Father, and who has designed so much of what we can experience. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They are truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. 
no matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of grief, we would uh, point you to our Keys for Living on Grief called Living at Peace with Loss. And customer support can help you get that resource in your hands. Uh, The number is 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the right resources. And uh, their number again, 800-488-HOPE. We also have keys for living on the topic of salvation called Answering Arguments, Overcoming Objections. And a customer support will be happy to get that to you as well. And uh, also, if you'd like to email them, and uh, that's more convenient for you, do so at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Back now to our conversation with Yuki. Well, Yuki, I would love to hear from you. Um, Are there any questions that you have or concerns about if if God were speaking to you right now and um, knowing that your wife is in heaven and um, if 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 God was visibly talking to you um, and and you, you you were you were wanting to do what's right, but um, are there questions that you would have for him or questions that you would have for me about about what we're talking about of yielding your your life? It's it's giving him control of your life, uh, realizing that actually, I don't know whether you know this or not, but uh, when I first became a Christian, I was very surprised to read, to learn that it's the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, meaning that he literally comes in, his spirit is in you, and he guides you, he counsels you in the way you should go. He convicts you in areas where, no, don't do this, this is not going to be best for you. Um, the The Spirit of Christ has a significant role in the life of every believer. So, 
the question I have for you is, do you have any question for me that I could answer or it could be a, a question for God? I just thought, I just want to know if we can one day be reunited again because both of us came from a very broken home and background. That's why we traveled so much away from our homes. And mm-hmm. I, I told her this dozens of times, and I truly believe that she sent her for me because I felt like half a person throughout my childhood. And when I met her, mm. I felt complete. And she says she felt the same way. And yes. I just thought, uh, I want us to be soulmates in this life and the next. And I'm just wondering if God would be so merciful enough to, you know, offer us that. He does have a plan for you. And one thing that's imperative um, in this life, it matters what we choose. <clears throat> in other words, based on what you've told me, she is in heaven. She has inherited heaven. And you have, you can do that too. Um, it needs to be, though, because you are making a choice to choose Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. The, the caboose, if you will, is we get heaven throughout eternity. There's only one of two places that we will reside, and one is in heaven. And the alternative, I would not wish for anyone, <clears throat> but the, the truth is we, we must be willing to choose to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know um, I have loved ones who are in heaven, and it's precious to think about them, knowing that one day I will be with them in heaven. And what we know is God is a loving God. He, in fact, He says this, and I want and I want you to apply this to you. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. It's uh, Jeremiah 31.3. And it's important because that, when you know the character of God, because you, you mentioned that you had a very painful upbringing and that your wife did too. And... Uh, the problem with that is um, that can shade or taint sometimes the image of what God is really like. Tell me, what do you think God is really like? I, um, I want to believe that God is, you know, someone kind of like my wife was, but much greater, of course, on the unconditional lover. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is one of the many wonderful characteristics of our God. And 
he also has a plan for you. He is, because the Bible says, and this is where, again, based on the scripture, he says, I know the plans I have for you. That's Yuki. That's, you're that significant that he already knows the plan he has for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I, the, the rest of that passage says, uh, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all your heart. I will be found by you. So, see, he's looking at your heart. Well, your heart is broken right now because of the physical circumstances, the, the temporary loss and temporary separation of your, your life with your wife. Um, regardless of, of suicide, um, she is in the eternal heaven that is planned for those who have yielded their will to his will. And she will get, uh, based on the promise of God, she will have a, a new body that is uh, for heaven. And like anything that was not right is now 100% uh, restored. And it, so you don't need to worry about her. Um, it is true that you would be also going to heaven if you chose <clears throat> to truly say, I, I want to do, Lord, what you want me to do. You're doing it because it's what's right. If, if you do feel this is right, what do you think God is wanting you to do? And then what are you willing to do? I've been, I've been seeking that answer, to be honest, asking for it, asking for a path, asking for a path or, or some kind of sign of what I'm supposed to do. But first and foremost, what I would like to do is if anyone is listening to those sh this show right now, I'd like to tell you out there, especially those ones in marriages and you know, um, relationships, they're significant other. And I just want to tell them to never walk away from each other, whether mm -hmm. it's the money or unfaithfulness or any of this earthly problems. I just want them to just sit down and talk to each other and solve it now because I found out the hard way that there is nothing in this world that can be mopped up and scrubbed clean as long as they're alive. And... I just want to tell people to never let that go and never walk away from each other. Mm -hmm. Hold on to each other. Well, 
what do you think your wife would want you to do based on what we are talking about? Um, because your, your understanding is that she is in heaven. Um, what do you think would be most honoring to her? She would want me to live out my life, live out their dreams, and finish the race. And not quit halfway. Okay. That's what from her. That's what she would say. Do you feel led by God at this time? And say no if you don't, but do you feel led by God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, giving him control of your life? Yes, she would want it, but you it still is your decision to receive him. And the Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. So we enter into his family just as she is in his family. Why don't I do this? I I want to send something to you that I think can be helpful. Um, uh, it's something that uh, on occasion I share with someone. It's called the Four Spiritual Laws. I think I could lead you in a prayer, but I would like instead for you to be asking God, what do you want me to do in regard to Jesus? Uh, and we can talk. If, would you like for us to talk uh, one more time? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to make sure that you have in your hand what I'm going to send you because I want you to be fully informed. Um, and, you know, Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. So even though you're um, in deepest pain, you still have your life that can make a huge difference where you can experience that which is meaningful and full. And all of this is possible. We'll talk again. We will send resources out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Join in the program. Call us at 800-917. Availability in the next few days. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.